Gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone, and we're back with another great episode. My name is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters and the CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me Prem Mangru, Mangru Marketing. He's going to be here. We're talking AI and SEO, the changes that are coming, what is already kind of in the works, and where we think it's going to go. Prem, it is great to have you on. Introduce yourself to the audience, would you? Sure. So I'm Prem Mangru, and I am the CEO and owner of Mangru Marketing. We specialize in SEO, uh, PPC design, and also lead generation. And that's just a little about us. Okay. So Prem, you know, today I said this is a really good topic. We're going to be talking, I say AI, SEO. You know, AI has been really the big thing. Yeah, I mean, it's been in the news. We know, you know, most people, have, if you haven't heard about ChatGPT, you've been living under a rock at this point. Um, but there's also, you know, other things in the works. You know, Chat is paired up with, you know, like Microsoft is one of the big backers. So they're working to integrate it into Bing and whatnot. But Google's got its barred uh, AI as well. And, and of course, there's been other ones that are coming out. What we want to cover is, you know, how is it going to be affecting, you know, SEO? And the first thing I wanted to ask you is just to get your initial thoughts, you know, about this of just, you know, it's, there's been a lot. It seems like it's, you know, just over these last few months, it seems like the world's kind of been turned upside down. What What's just your initial impression on everything that's been going on? Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of AI, there's so many integrations, whether it's, you know, ChatGPT4 or the way that AI is going to be integrated into SEO of how that personalization is going to be for the user, right? So we we have so many things going on, as you said, with SEO, AI, and I think it's important to really develop that personalization for the user when they're searching for items on Google. Um, and, and my take is really just how we can benefit users through SEO. Yeah, it's, you know, they say Google has always been, um, you know, about the experience, right? At least that's what, you know, they, they always tell everybody that they want to give the most relevant results. They want to make sure that the user experience is good. They, you know, when it's indexing websites and such, you know, it's like which ones are providing the most relevant content and such. Um, you know, so it's AI has the power. I know that they're playing with the actual layouts of the search results and such to incorporate more, you know, AI. Yeah. And the idea is going to be, you know, that it's, there's more personalization to it, you know, kind of, um, you know, right now, if you go into ChatGPT and you're using it, you know, you're asking questions and it's able to give you back certain results. Now it's going to be like the way that they're trying to do it with their BARD is, you know, you do a search and you still see paid ads, you still see organic, but kind of in between, they're also giving like the AI is speaking to you to some degree, you know, of, you know, making suggestions as well. Um, where do you like, I know they're doing this 
as more of a beta test and stuff. So a lot of people aren't seeing these things yet. Yeah, it's in the background. But what do you think um, with personalization? How do you think it's going to really affect uh, the search results, what we're seeing, how we're inter you know interacting? Because it's going to have an effect on SEO depending on what the end result is. Where do you, where do you think it's going to go? Yeah, I mean, look, I think AI-driven search personalizations definitely has a significant impact on SEO. So, for instance, if we have a user searching for best smartphones, for example, um, with AI search engine, they can analyze the user's search history, their location, their behavior, and they're going to give that personalized result. So, if the user has shown interest in a specific brand, whether it's Apple or Samsung, or frequently searches for smartphone reviews, I think that the AI algorithm might prioritize results that align with their preferences. So because of this, businesses are really going to need to focus on creating relevant content and then also valuable content that targets user intent. So where I'm going with this is businesses just can't give sound bites to just satisfy the keyword. They need to provide relevant content towards that user's intent for what they're searching for. So if businesses get ahead of this, they're going to continue optimizing and being on the front page of Google. And that's just my take on that. Hmm. Yeah, but it's going to be important that you get ahead you know, of it. Um, you know, I can see the search, the personalization and kind of what you just said with, you know, analyzing your actual behavior, you know, so you know, so many people use like Chrome, you know, for their browser, right, which is a Google product. And it would have the ability to really track, you know, what you, I mean, it already tracks where we go and things like that from an advertising standpoint of the ads that are relevant to you and whatnot. But what you're saying is, is you could take that and put it into the actual search results. So when I do a search, kind of based on my history, and we're not thinking of necessarily just what brands I might have visited. So if I'm if I'm searching for running shoes or something, yeah, well, I'm searching. So it doesn't mean I've necessarily looked at anything recently. But based on other things I've looked at, it may be able to give me what it thinks are my preferences or what I would be more inclined to want to be, you know, to check out, essentially, is what, kind of what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely tracking our behavior. So basically, it's it's almost a replica of what we've previously searched for and it gives us what we would like on our results. So it's just, it's very interesting how it's moving. Well, I think, you know, so um, it's kind of the, if you go back to like, if you go to like Pepsi and Coke, right? Yeah. Right. Two totally different brands. And when people favor like Pepsi products, there are certain things that are kind of associated with, you know, those people that want to go after Pepsi and the same thing that, you know, people that drink Coke and you have associations there that are more natural. So some of it's going to be um, not necessarily what you've done. Okay. But other people that kind of fall in that same, you know, bucket, very similar to advertising. They say, you know, when we do programmatic ads and stuff, we're creating audiences based on behaviors and such where the AI might have the ability to put you in the bucket of behaviors and offer up within rather than in a paid ad, it would offer up the potential for you would you might have a preference for these brands, 
you know, and so it's not even that they rank better or anything like that, you know, normally, it's just thinking that you're more likely to want to interact with those particular ones. Correct. Yeah, that's, and I like the Pepsi Coke analogy, because it's definitely going to see once again, that historical data, and then also what other people are doing in their Mm -hmm. intent for their search. So that kind of brings it back to the personalization on your search, right? So what you're searching for, the AI is going to give you what you would most likely like. So very interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah, that really is interesting because I hadn't really thought about that that would be the intent, but it would work similar to advertising in what we're doing. Yeah, I don't know. It's because there's been also, you know, especially with advertising and, you know, anything that is, you know, we think cookies and stuff is the most obvious stuff. Do we think we end up with a uh, kind of a backlash there because, you know, platforms, you know, Facebook and whatnot have had to limit uh, the ability to create audiences. They've had to pull back on targeting functions. AI, we're not choosing, you know, it's supposed to be essentially part of the organic and making suggestions. So as advertisers, we have no control. We're not influencing this. You know, you can potentially influence from SEO standpoint, but it's a, uh, yeah. Do we think there's privacy concerns essentially, you know, that come from it? Yeah. I mean, look, I think that's kind of the biggest ethical dilemma when it comes to AI being integrated into SEO, because firstly, data privacy and I think user consent have to be respected, right? We have so many mm-hmm. companies selling data to other companies to make a profit. Yeah. And then you get a lot of spam emails, spam calls. So I think there needs to be some transparency in data collection, right? So basically yeah. usage on, I, I think it goes to trust, right? How much do we trust the AI in holding our information? Are they going to sell our information to other companies for a profit? Are we safe in searching um, for our results? So I think it definitely poses as an ethical dilemma, but it also brings a lot of benefits to our results. Yeah. Yeah. As an advertiser, I've never, the data collection, I've never personally had too much of a problem with because from an advertiser standpoint, I would write, if I'm going to get ads anyway, at least they'll be more relevant you know, right. to, you know, to me. So, you know, cause I'm stuck with the ad one way or another, unless I put on some, you know, an ad blocker or something. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, but you know, the, and uh, I don't know, but the AI working in the background and you're wondering what it's collecting and who, who are they giving it to and stuff. Yeah, that's, it can be a little iffy on that side. Um, now from an SEO standpoint though, how is AI going to complicate things? Do you think? Cause it's going to get more complicated and you know, you have a lot of people that are experts in the industry, you know, been doing it a long time and such. Yeah. And then you have a lot of people that kind of come along and for, for the longest time it's been, you know, that, you know, you optimize pages, you build links and such, you know, I mean, it's, you know, people say, well, the algorithm got shook, you know, shook up this way. Google change made these changes and these changes happen. But I mean, I've been doing this for, you know, over, about 15 years for SEO. And I have not seen anything that's like, wow, you know, like you've seen shakeups and algorithms and then you go back, but a lot of the same principles have always applied, right? You know, there's certain things that might change. Don't build a bunch of spammy links. Don't, you know, keyword stuff your website, you know, things that do change, but how is AI going? You know, I think that's 
it could be tremendous, you know, on the upheaval. So what do you think, you know, might be happening here? Yeah, you bring up a good point, Cash. I mean, I think that it has the potential to do both for novices. Um, on one hand, AI-driven tools can automate certain SEO processes. So whether you have durable AI or, um, you know, for instance, a Google AI-powered tool, RankBrain, they can assist in analyzing search queries and matching them with relevant content. So even though we have this rapid elevation evolution of AI, it's definitely complex for novices because they're still learning the basics of SEO, right? So how are we going to go and put something completely new in front of them when they never understood the traditional aspect or the foundation of SEO? So I think that businesses that are onboarding novice SEO specialists, they need to have a learning curve for them and they need to give them that foundational learning for the SEO practices, and then find a balance with the AI tools as well. And that's just kind of my take on that. Yeah, it's, yeah, the, uh, it's got the chance to really, you know, change the landscape quite a bit. But at the same time, it's not a perfect system, you know, it's going to make it more complicated if you like, if you've been at this for quite a while, it's another adjustment you make and you're used to those adjustments. If you're new to it, I think it does complicate um, what you have to figure out. You know, like right. each thing gets a little bit harder. Yeah. And in, in what you're trying to accomplish, you know, I think it's interesting. So for example, like um, Google has already stated that they don't care um, if your content is generated by AI. You know, they've said, you know, we don't care. Go ahead. Use it all you want. You know, as long as it's good content, because we're going to rank it based on whether the content is relevant and good. And does We don't care how it's actually come about. But you look at that. It's funny because you've got the I have AI generated content potentially, which can help. You know, so the AI part helps novices. They're able to use those kinds of tools, you know, to help them create more if they know what they're looking at. Because my, my thing with any AI tool is it needs somebody experienced to use it. Like I can create really relevant SEO content, you know, using chat. But it doesn't mean a novice can because they won't know if it's like done correctly and you still have to make changes to it potentially, you know, to really hone it in. Um, so right. you have that difference. Yeah. I mean, I have an issue though with with using AI for content, right? For SEO, that's one thing, but for creating content for, let's say, social media posts, or even for websites, you're losing that human aspect to relating to your audience, right? AI has an abundance of information. They can search for things a lot faster than we can. Um, and that's understandable, but they don't have that personalization from one human to another. It cannot be replicated. And I think that's something that we're losing when people are using ChatGPT to create social media posts, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have that person to person, one human to another human um, saying, this is what we do and this is how it can benefit. You have an AI generated context selling to a human. So where is that in-person or that personal interaction with another yeah. human being? And that's something that we lose. So I have an issue with that, but 
I see how it benefits us on terms of SEO for sure. Yeah, it can benefit now. And, and I understand where you're coming from and having an issue with it. Um, I think the AI, I think it gives you the ability to obviously generate content faster and things like that, but you still have to know what you're doing with it because because you need to go back you you know because you can include personalization and things like that within you know from an seo seo has always been kind of in conflict with that user experience you know because on the one hand when you're seoing stuff and you want certain keywords in there and everything it can make it already kind of stilted yeah it's not the greatest user experience to read now as seo has evolved it's gotten better you know, because Google is not so specific anymore, you know, having keywords in certain orders and things like that, that was, you know, used to be necessary. Now you can break things up and you can, you know, because it wants that experience. You know, I said, if you did it, you know, back in the day, you know, you could get it to rank and it would sound horrible. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. And you have to know what you're doing if you're using an AI, because you kind of go back to the, you know, back to the past and how things were written because it gets too, you know, can get too specific. And so you've got to be able to take the time to edit that stuff. So don't pump out a ton of it, you know, because you need to personalize it. You need to make sure it's still a good experience and it is optimized correctly. And don't right. assume that AI has done it correct. Exactly. I mean, I think using AI, even like things like ChatGPT or Sales Deck as a, an outline, before creating the content, I think that's great use of AI, but just mm-hmm. the formulation of posting and putting it on your website, it's too robotic, too robotic nowadays, no personalization. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, the people are going to be generating so much of it. Yeah. You know, that that's a, can be an issue too. Yeah. Right. Um, when it comes to local search results, you know, right. that's going to change a little bit too. You know, what do you think is going to be, you know, different about it going forward? You know, because it's already multiple algorithms, to, depending on what kind of search is done, you know, a certain algorithm essentially takes over and gives you the results, you know, that it thinks you're looking for. Yeah. What do you think is going to change on in that side of things? Yeah. I mean, look, AI plays a crucial role in local SEO strategies. And I think that, you know, for example, if we, look at a user searching for restaurants near me, just an example. I think that the AI algorithms can analyze the user's location, their preferences, and as I said, their search history to deliver that results. So local businesses can leverage AI tools to really promote their presence. So they can use things like Google My Business Listing so that it shows that, hey, if I'm looking for a restaurant in New York, I'll be able to see that this business is located nine, 10 miles away from me. So for really visibility purposes, I think that integrating AI for local SEO strategies is going to be good because it pinpoints what's close to us. So for me, if I'm looking at it from a personalized standpoint of view, I love Korean food and Thai food. If I'm looking for um, a restaurant and I'm just saying restaurants near me, AI will be able to see what I have searched in the past, and they're going to promote restaurants that I would possibly like due to my search history on the results. And I think that's going to help increase traffic to businesses because they have, you know, Korean food lovers, Thai food lovers who are looking for the restaurant and that Google My Business listing is going to be optimized due to certain AI strategies. 
Hmm. Yeah, I can kind of see that. So you do, you know, some sort of a, you know, if it was a restaurant, you said, hey, Taipu near me or whatever, it can analyze what your search history has been. You know, yes, you might have gone to, um, you know, other Thai restaurants and searched for them in the past and such. But what it can do is potentially hone in on which ones based on your actions in previous searches. So it's exactly. not just what you searched for, it's what you actually did after you did the search. So you visited certain profiles, right? You know, for example, if you were going through and you had 20 Thai restaurants and you clicked on five of the profiles and it, Google would be able to, you know, the AI would see that all five of the profiles that you clicked on were always 4.7 or above. Yeah. Right. So then it could prioritize those as being the top you know, result. Cause we know that just cause you have a, a higher, you know, rating on your reviews and such, you're not, that's not going to, you know, put you at the top. That's a, it's a factor, but it's not going to guarantee you a top spot or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but it knows, you know, I had an interesting, um, uh, thing the other day and I know that like I did a search, I needed a garage door repair guy. Okay. And right. while I've got clients that are actually do that, they weren't open on a weekend and I've got a client here where I'm at. They, I've got them ranked first and stuff, have been for a long time, but they weren't going to be open. So, and I needed the repair done right away. Which case it actually, and I knew that they were first, you know, ranking, but because their hours said they were closed, it actually prioritized the ones, you know, that said 24 hours. I see. And gave huh. me the top rank. And even, and I actually had the owner of the company that came out to do the work senses on a weekend. Um, he actually mentioned it, you know, he knew, you know, of my agency and stuff. And he, you know, I told him, I said, he said, how is it that you've been, had them ranked so high, like uh, first for years? I'm like, well, I've been at it a long time. Okay. So I better have them there. You know, cause he's always <laughs> in the second or third spot. And I said, but today, because you were open, Google prioritized you. Exactly. You know? And so I think we get more of that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. And that's where you're the, what you do on the profile and having, I say, making sure you have lots of reviews, better reviews, you know, cause it could be another thing of, I don't go for the rating. I just automatically look at the profiles with the most reviews. You know, right. I, it's true. I mean, it's credibility yeah. at the end of the day, right? So if you have five stars, but you have two reviews and someone else has 4.7 stars, but they have 54 reviews, you're definitely going to go for the one that has more credibility. So definitely makes sense for the consumer. Yeah. So the AI, the idea is it's not looking at what you searched for. It's looking at the actions you took, took after you actually put in the, you know, typed in the search, you know, what did you do? And it's basically recording that activity to see what your preferences is. If you clicked on an ad, it would know that. So we keep thinking, I guess, of what the, the search result is going to look like what we're not thinking of is actually how is the AI going to start to affect the algorithms that they've been using because it's going to incorporate, it's going to be, you know, a whole different way of, you know, presenting those search results. If they see you click on an ad every time, you know, that you get it, then it's going to, it's going to weigh that as a factor. Right. Exactly. Hmm. You bring up a good point with that because if someone is typing, in a restaurant or a home service product and they're only clicking on the advertisements and not 
the organic search, I think that AI is going to factor that in and they might show them more advertisements at the end of the day. Who knows? Yeah, I think, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Um, there's a, a thing that I ran into, you know, considered. So if you think of the paid ads and you think of the organic search, you know, what they're testing is giving space to AI results within that. Yeah. Do you think that they'll keep those results, you know, as part of it, but also what kind of an effect is it going to have, say, on paid ads or paid ads? What kind of effect is it going to have on organic results? Yeah. I mean, the way that they're displayed and stuff. Yeah. I think that's interesting, right? Uh, Are they going to show the organic search results or the AI search results? I think it's going to affect the rankings a lot, especially for organic um, search results. I think that if more people are clicking on the AI search result, I think the AI is going to rank higher than the organic one. I think it all depends on what is generating more traffic, right? That affects the ranking of a website, a keyword. So it, I mean, that's, that's brand new. So I'm curious how that's going to affect organic ranking and AI ranking. Do you think traditional organic rankings are actually going to go away? No, I don't think that it's going to go away. I think that AI might be more resourceful for businesses who want to advance faster, but I don't think that traditional organic search is going to go away. That's that's the foundation. That's a business um, that helps uh, people generate traffic. Um, I, I think that certain things of just looking at backlinks for SEO might start to get outdated in the sense of if you're only focusing on that aspect of SEO, you're not going to have the most optimal results. But the traditional approach of SEO, I think it's still going to be there to stay for a little while. Yeah, they, so I heard this interesting thing um, and an argument of why the, or, the organic cannot go away. And it's an interesting thing because it would cost Google roughly $12 billion wow. per, per year. And here's the reason. So it's how Google or organically, we think of them as being free results. Okay. But a lot of the results that are in there, you know, are going to be like news sites and things like that, you know, different blogs and whatnot. And when you go to those sites, so they generate their traffic organically, you go to the site, but you get the advertisement and the advertisement is all often, you know, Google's AdSense program and such. And if they're, if you're seeing the advertisement there, well, they generate, they can't use paid traffic to send you there, hoping you'll click on a paid ad to get their money back. So they have to have the organic traffic so that you get there, hopefully click the ad. I think those are the people though, that are really going to be, you know, it will have some upheaval no matter what. They might benefit from any kind of AI result depending on how their websites are structured and such, you know, but it's like, you know, how's Google, you know, gonna balance that? Cause they don't wanna, you know, that's a cash cow for them. They don't wanna go, you know, messing that up right? yet. They want to provide that better experience and they're using AI to do it. So I think the interesting thing will be how, you know, they're using the AI to send traffic. Maybe it replaces organic or becomes some sort of meld, you know, Mm -hmm. over time, but they still have to send traffic to those sites for those ads to pay off. Exactly. So, I mean, I wonder how that transition is going to work. I think that right now it's going to be a balance of both and eventually they might transition to 
fully AI so that things are automated. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's possible. Um, okay, so we touched on this a little bit earlier, um, but what do you really think are the, these ethical considerations? You know, we get into AI, we talk about you know advertising, the collection of personal data, and all of that, and AI is this whole other you know it's got so many similarities to advertising, yet you know like I get an ad kind of floating around or you know wherever I go and I kind of know how they got there. Right. You know, I, I went on Amazon or something and then I get an Amazon ad or whatever, you know, right. but AI works so much differently because it's watching us sort of in the background, but we can't see what the end result is directly. You know, like I say, if I see an ad, I know what it was doing. Right. You know, I know what they kind of collected. So what do you right. think? Yeah. I mean, look, I think that AI is always listening, right? I mean, if you have, Google Voice Assistant especially, I think that it not only is it tracking your location to give you the most optimal ads and search results that are close by, but it, I feel like it's listening to your every move. Because how many times, as you've said, have you talked to someone about a certain topic and then you see an ad for it the next day or the day of? So mm-hmm. I think when we're talking about certain ethical practices, I think that once again, it comes back to the trust with um, certain data providers. They should not be able to mm-hmm. sell our data. Otherwise, we're just going to get a huge spam of um, products and services we do not want. So definitely some privacy policies that need to be put in place for the AI integration. Yeah, I think, you know, um, you mentioned, uh, you know, Google Voice and stuff. And it's one of those things that everybody, you know, for the longest time is, you know, is my phone listening to me and stuff? And they say this and, you know, and I had that, you know, come up one day and I said, yes, it's listening to you. You're letting it. Okay. Because you put things like Google voice on there, it's waiting for a command, but don't you think it's not going to pick up everything else you say? You know, and that's why you, it's because they wonder why they got the ad following them around. So I think we have those same kind of considerations, you right. know, of, you know, especially cause you know, they're going to, they'll work it into most things, you know, one way or another, you know, AI will like, I like some of the benefits from an advertising standpoint because they're making the um, ad system smarter. You know, right. And, and so there's going to be less waste, you know, so as an advertiser, I love that idea, less wasted money, you know, for the ads we're running. And in some cases though, it's going to be, yeah, I think I say it's, are we giving up too much? You know, it's like, cause we're yeah. constantly giving up something, even if we don't know what it is. And you bring up a good point because, I mean, they are always listening. How many times would you go to the Google Home and say, hey, Google? They have to always be listening for you to say, hey, Siri, right. hey, Google, hey, Alexa. So it, if you're not saying, hey, Google, what else are they listening to that brings up those search results, as you've said? So very interesting. Yeah, they're kind of already pushing the limit. And I think AI, you know, it's just it's going to go further. But I feel like it's going to be more, even more in the background. I mean, some of the stuff we, we, if you take the time to think about it, how they're collecting it, it's pretty obvious. But now, I say what we've been talking about with um, seeing search, not just the history of your search or what you say or something, but actually how you interact you know, with stuff. To, and then later, your results start getting prioritized based on your actions more so than, you know, I say, you know, than you're just your intent. So I think it's going to be an interesting thing. 
for sure. Yeah. The uh, so okay uh, to kind of wrap things in a nice you know uh, nice ribbon here. Um, where like what do you think from a from a business owner standpoint? What they should they be concerned with anything at the moment? What do you think from an SEO standpoint they're going to need to be you know considering down the road? Yeah, and that road is a really short one now. You know, I say with AI and everything, it's here. So, what considerations do they need to you know take into account, especially if they're going to be approaching SEO in today's day and age? You know, the differences. Do you mean in context of businesses? How to like optimize? Yeah, for business. Yeah, yeah. If they're a business owner, what are some, what are some of the things they're going to need to be considering here? Because you know, if they want to tackle SEO going forward as a marketing strategy, what do they need to consider when doing it? I think they need to consider the quality of their content, right? So the way that you rank on the top page of Google for your industry or for your keywords, your content has to be optimized. And I think it has to be good quality content because no one is going to go through content that has certain grammatical errors or doesn't have images that are optimized on the website. So businesses, in order to get ahead of this integration, they need to have good quality content, not just using AI to create their content for them. They need that human interaction that's going to help them rank. Because as you said, you can rank, but not have content that really speaks to your audience. You need to rank and speak to your audience. So to kind of rehash on that, optimizing your content, that's something that businesses really need to do if they want to be on the top of Google and stay on the top of Google. Okay. Well, great. So this has been a great, you know, discussion. Let's say AI is constantly in the news and it's going to have an impact, but some of the things that it's going to impact, we're not, we're not seeing yet necessarily. We're just starting to see the glimpses of it. Right. But boy, once it gets going, it's going to be something. For sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, Prem, how would everybody get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can get a hold of me by going on mangromarketing.com. You can reach my um, email address, which is pram.mangru at mangromarketing.com. I'll make sure to drop it to you as well. Um, whether it's social media, which is mangru.marketing on Instagram. Um, you can definitely reach us on our socials, email, um, or give us a call from the number on the website as well. Well, cool. So this has been a great discussion, AI, SEO. I am your host, Cash Miller, Marketing Masters and the CEO of Titan Digital. And it's been another wonderful episode. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.